excited about tonight, like I said. Um, a couple of things. As, as we get started, we're starting a new collection of conversation tonight. It's new. It's brand new. It's fresh. It's from my heart. Something I feel like God's been putting in my heart for a while now. In fact, I'll, I'll say this. In the last couple of weeks, there has been a handful of, of, of things that have been going on. And I share this a lot of times with, with uh, high schoolers, with youth, because it's, it's so like, oh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a spiritual realm. You guys know that? We've talked about this. If we, if we were to close our eyes right now and ask God, God, can you show me, uh, don't do it because it's scary. I, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't want to see it. Uh, because I don't know if you've seen like the movies. I wouldn't encourage that because some of that stuff is real. And where, where do you think they get the stories, right? But here's the thing. There is power. There is a spiritual realm. There, there is, uh, I, I, to, to be honest, I believe that there are angels and demons fighting right now on your behalf. The scripture actually alludes to that. It talks about that. And so the scripture says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't. I had three older brothers. I fought with them all the time. After we were done watching Rocky Balboa, we'd, we'd put on like the gloves. My, my, the brother above me, I have three, is like six years older and he was really long and lengthy. And I never had a chance. But I, you, we get that, right? Fighting, wrestling. But the scripture says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and against powers and against rulers of, of darkness of this age. Meaning there's levels to darkness. I, I truly believe that. And, and, and over the last couple of weeks, there's been a handful of accounts where it's been, it's been eerie, it's been off. There's been some unsettledness in people's hearts, in people's spirits where uh, the darkness seems to be coming and, and, and lying to you and, and, and uh, invading you. And, and I've even had accounts of people saying, I feel heaviness. Have you guys felt that? I, I feel a heaviness. I feel a heaviness. I feel a depression. I feel anxiety. And there's a heaviness. There's, there's, it seems to be, though we cannot see because it's invisible, it seems to be that there's a war going on. And I believe that when we get and gather in a room like this and we're talking about Jesus, we're talking about the power of God and the freedom of God and how chains can be broken, I truly believe the enemy, the, ad, the, the one that would come against us, the adversary, some would say Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call it, darkness, I call it darkness, cannot stand that we're in a room like this, worshiping a God that says, Spirit of God, fall fresh in this place. We need your presence and then it says, a miracle can happen now, for the, for the spirit of the, of the Lord is in this place. Now, do you think, if we were to look at the, the spiritual realm, do you think that the enemy would be happy about that? Now, now, here's the thing. The reason I bring that up is because I even have had a, I'm, pastors are not, uh, you know, what's the word? Pa pastors, yeah, yeah, you, you can't like, get rid of it, you can't evade it. Just because I'm a pastor, just because I come up here and I have a mic, that doesn't mean anything's different. I do say this, we're really serious about who holds a mic up here because the platform can get to your head too quick and the enemy likes to use platform and the enemy likes to lie to you because we live in a day and age where it's all about social media and, and prestige and, I, and oh, look at me, look at my Instagram, how many likes am I getting? We live in a, in, a, in a space and time where it's pervasive against our identity that we be recognized and the only thing about being recognized is now you have a target. Now, I say that to say this. I don't mean to scare anyone in the room because what we're talking about tonight has some power in it. But I want to remind every person in this room because I believe that the enemy is after people's minds. 
It doesn't have to be coin church. It could be other churches. It could be other places, other spaces. I believe that there is darkness that is constantly in warfare with light. And I talked about this. Uh, Nelson, where are you at, Nelson? We, we went to the Chino High School. And we were so stoked about it. And I talked about light and darkness. If we were to turn the lights on in this room, it would be really bright, right? But we're, like, it's kind of dark in here. I think it's, there's something cool about it. You know, there's, there's dark, there's light, and there's the lights. But here, here, check this out. If we were to turn on the lights, it's light. I don't know about you. Who gets scared of the dark? Like, come on. I, when I was a young kid, I was terrified of the dark at times. But why do we get afraid? Because if you don't know, you have innocence, why would you be afraid? Well, because there's some things around that we cannot see. And when it gets spiritual, it gets even worse. It gets even heavier. Now watch this. If we were to turn the lights on right now, the lights are on and it's like, oh, there's comfort. And then if you were to turn it off, well, we're here. But what if you were alone and, and you're walking down the hall? I don't know about you, but sometimes I pull my light out and I got my light, right? Because... Darkness, get this, when we were to turn a light on it, darkness cannot fight against light. Read it. Do your, do your biblical due diligence. Look up the, the John, the book of John, chapter 1, and just look at the first couple of verses. It says that light will always win and always be victorious and always conquer darkness. Darkness cannot fight against light. The proof is if we were to turn the lights on, it's not dark anymore. Now, here's the thing. The other day in my room, I was, I was, I'm, I'm saying this publicly because I, I need you to understand something. It's just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean, oh, wow, like he has like all the tools in the shed. That's not true. It's just I just believe I understand the power of God. And there might be people in this room that don't understand the power of God. So this talk and collection and teaching is to remind you, yes, there's Jesus who died on the cross. We talked about the bloodshed, the freedom that, he was, that we were given. And there's the Father. The Father to which Jesus talked about and prayed to, I do only the will of the Father. No one comes through the Father, but Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but through me. So there's a, there's a conversation between Jesus and the Father, and we're going to talk about that tonight. But the Holy Spirit is forgotten. Why is that? I have no idea. I think because it seems weird, like strange. We've, we've had uh, traditions and customs that have made it sound and seem, and it's just strange stuff happening. And so we're afraid of that, or it's unknown to us. We don't understand it, so therefore we don't want anything to do about it. But, but get this. I, want, I, I wanted to show you something. I was laying in bed. It was on a Friday. It was on a Sunday. I, it was Sunday night, last Sunday. I woke up at 4 a.m. in the morning on, on Monday. Something woke me up. I had a terrifying dream. And I say this because I need you to understand something. The enemy... No one, no one, uh, the enemy cannot stand you. He can't stand that you're here right now. I hate to scare you. He can't stand you. So I'm laying in, in my bed. I wake up at 4 a.m. and I, I feel a heaviness. Have you felt heaviness? I understand anxiety. I, I have that at times. I have that in moments. Sometimes I think it's just the stress of life. But I felt a heaviness and I knew, I knew the warfare that was taking place. I knew it. I could feel it. I could sense it. And I woke Kelly up. She's a testament to like this. I'm not just lying. I woke Kelly up. I said, Kelly, we need to pray right now. Because I believe that, that the enemy wants to, to make me scared. He wants to harass me. He wants me to tell, he, want, he wants to shake things up. 
And I know because I understand the scriptures, the theology behind it, I know the power that I have in Jesus. I know the power within me. So there's nothing that can come against me because I have the power in me. Do you understand? Does that make sense? So as I lay there, though afraid, we can still be afraid and know we have power. I lay there, I said, you know what? I'm not afraid of you. Kind of am still, but I, 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 have the, I, have, I have the weapon. And I said this. Kelly was probably still sleeping. I, she's probably like, if she woke up, like, what's going on? And I, I, I spoke out loud. I said, I'm not afraid. I have the spirit of God in me. I have power. Whatever you are, whatever thing you are, I have power. There's nothing that can come against my mind, against my body, because I know the key. I have the power. There's nothing. The scripture says just at the name of Jesus, the enemy has to flee. So I know that. I've been taught that. My mom taught me that from a little age. And get this. I was really scared still. Turn the light on. I had to go to the bathroom really bad. And yet, do you ever have those moments where you're just laying down? And you're like, gosh, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. And I just had to go so bad. So I got up. I turned the light. I'm like, oh, I got this. I got the power in me. And I go to the bathroom. I come back. And I lay down. And I'm like, all right, God, just give me peace. I'm ready to go to bed. And I fell asleep. I woke up. And I was fine. I was fine. Now, I need, friends, I need you to understand you have that power in you. You have it. It's within you. The problem, though, is there might not be understanding behind it. The problem, though, is there might not be knowledge behind it. Isn't that interesting that we can have power within us and not release it? Now, I want to talk tonight about it's, it's the, the pilot of what we're going to talk about in these next coming weeks. And tonight, the series that we're talking about is, I hope I say it right because it could be a tongue twister. Could you put it up because I don't want to mess it up. Invisible, yet invincible. Could you say that? It's kind of a tongue twister. Can we say it together? Invisible, yet invincible. You guys, we, we all know what that means. We, like, we get it. The English, that's a great, invisible, yet invincible. So there is invisible around us. Do you believe that? And, the, and there's something about this word invincible. Look it up. Power cannot come against it. You're invincible. You can't touch me. You can't get around me. I got too much power. Nothing's going to stop me. And I want, uh, I want us to go on this conversation of understanding and realizing, though you might have this interesting understanding about the spirit, for some, maybe for others, we have no knowledge or understanding. Jesus was led into the wilderness right after he was baptized. The Bible says that a dove descended upon him, and the, 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 a voice from heaven came and said, here is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The Bible says that the spirit of God descended upon Jesus. Right after that moment, Jesus was led into the wilderness, and there was a trial or a fight that was taking place. Jesus wouldn't have been able to get this. He wouldn't have been able to fight it had he not had the spirit. So if Jesus needs the spirit, why do we think we don't? I can prove it to you. We're going to talk about this. In the next coming weeks, we're going to look at the Old Testament, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God. What is the Spirit of God? And I, I don't know about you, but in moments of my life where I've been perplexed and I needed to have an answer or I, I just wanted to get into this like intellectual, intuitive mindset. And oftentimes I'd find myself standing right where the water hits my feet at night, always at night. 
I don't, I'm, I'm incredibly extroverted, but moments of my life, I can tell you there's probably been five moments in my life where I needed, I needed to be reminded of the power and the voice and the moving and the guidance of God. And I would find myself driving from Chino to the beach. Or when we lived in Costa Mesa, I would just drive right down the street. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I would stand like right here and, and the water feels good and the water comes to and fro and and I would always go when it was night because I just, I needed to, to clear my thoughts. And I, I never would go when there was people around because I would pray and, and people probably thought I was insane. And I'm like yelling at the ocean, <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking to God. I'm having a conversation with God. And you know what's interesting? Every single time that's happened, there's always been this, this, this wind, this breeze when you go to the ocean, right? You can't escape it. For some, we, we like desperately need it. We miss it, especially here in the Inland Empire, right? Kelly and I lived in like in Orange or Costa Mesa, and it, I'm not going to lie, friends, it was awesome. Like we would be in Costa Mesa chilling, and the, like, the breeze, it's so awesome, and then you come to Chino, it's just hot. It's just hot. But get this, wind, you can't see it, can you? No, you can only see what it affects or what it hits, what it moves. But it's invincible, right? Not only is it invincible, it's invisible. So this wind has the power to destroy cities, right? Hurricanes, tsunamis, tornadoes, wind you cannot see, yet it has so much power. This is crazy to me because the Holy Spirit is depicted in our English translation as the Holy Spirit. We don't know how to define it. But if we were to go to the actual original Hebrew, which is an ancient language now, Hebrew, the, the, the readers, the, the theologians, the ones that would digest the scriptures, Will knows a lot about it because he's going to Bible school right now and he's doing his master's in theology and you like look at it and it takes so much time just to understand one word and the power behind that word because we don't understand Hebrew. So when they would look at this word, spirit, it was translated a bunch of different words. In the Old Testament, it's translated this word, ruach. It's kind of like you have like popcorn in the back of your throat. Ruach, right? <laughs> That's really how you say it, right, Will? Am I saying it right? Ruach. <laughs> and then the, the, this is the definition. A wind, breath. A violent exaltation, a blast of breath. Genesis 1-2 says this. I, I think we're going to have it on the screen. It says, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God, there's that word, the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now, what's the original translation, Sammy? Well, let's look at it. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the wind the breath, the violent exaltation, the, the blast of breath was hovering over the waters. Do you get that? So go there with me. I love story. Like, use your imagination. There's nothing created, just water. It's dark. All you can hear are the waves and the wind. And imagine we had a drone and we're like going pretty fast and you're just, we're just, we're just over the water. We're just over the water. We're hovering over the water. And that was the Holy Spirit, not, not in 
the book of Acts, not even with the life of Jesus. Genesis, Genesis, the first book of the Bible. Not only is it the first book of the Bible, it's the first chapter of the Bible. So I think the scriptures want us to know something about the spirit, the ruach, the wind, the breath, the blast of breath. So when we read the Spirit in the Old Testament, know that that's the translation, okay? And here's the, the New Testament. It's pneuma. Can you say that with me? Pneuma. Look it up. Pneumatology. It's the study of the Holy Spirit. It's the study of the spirits. the study of the movement of God. This is the, the definition. A current of air. A blast of breath. A strong breeze. Why should that be scary? When I go to the beach... I need that, like, breath of fresh air. Oh, it's like, it's like wind in my sails. Have you ever just been to the beach and you're just there and it feels so good and the sun's on you and you get that cool breeze that comes and it, like, kisses you and it touches you and it's just like, oh, man, why are we afraid of that? That's what the definition of the, the Holy Spirit is. So get this, the Holy Spirit, this is the, the Acts 19, if you guys want to go there with me, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. Acts 19 says this, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived to Ephesus. So he went to the church, he started a church in, in the land of Ephesus. There he found some disciples, disciples of Jesus. This was after Jesus died and he, he, rose, he rose again, he was to and fro and then there was this, this incredible thing that happened in the book of Acts where they all got this Holy Spirit and it was crazy and it was miraculous and then they went on to go their ordinary lives and then it says this, there he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit? What, what the, did you receive the, the current of air? Did you receive the blast of breath? Did you re receive a strong breeze when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there's a Holy Spirit. I still believe this is true then as it is today. We talk about Jesus, we talk about the Father, but what about the Holy Spirit? What is it about the Holy Spirit? Now, now here's, here's a theological explanation, and, and, and mind you, I still have, I can't wrap my head around this completely. You understand the Trinity? The Godhead? Here it is. The Father, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. Okay, and there's the Father, there's the Son, and then there's the Holy Spirit. And the scripture says, read it up in Genesis, that they're, they're together, there's community. Even the first chapter of Genesis says that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were there. And they're in community, they're, they're doing things together. So without the Spirit, Jesus can't do his greatest work. Without the Spirit, the Father cannot impartake and put and, 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 and push Jesus to do his greatest work without the Spirit. So there's a dance. There's a dance. And it's Jesus, and it's the Father, and it's the Holy Spirit, and they're dancing. And it's like, wow, some of them have moves, some of them don't. Like, in, in different moments, like, what are you going to do? Huh, Grandma Liz? You dance, right? There's a dance going on. Why, why have we, like imagine, I don't know if when you were with your friends, I even did this in high school, where everyone's like, like, in the, like, they're like dancing in high school, and sometimes the guys get together and you're all dancing, and sometimes they give you turns. You guys know what I'm talking about? I was all about it. I was all about it. I wasn't the guy that was sitting, not dancing. So I was like dancing, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's my turn. But like, it's like, we're, there's three people together, you're dancing, and it's like, no, 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 the Holy Spirit, no, not your turn. Not your turn. Just Jesus and the Father. 
Holy Spirit, nope. It's like we, we, we have to allow the wind of God, the breath, the fresh breath of God to have a dance in our life. If we, if we push him aside, we miss the power of God. Jesus didn't push him aside. He had power. Why would we do that? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons. I think we have over-spiritualized, over-romanticized, over-emphasized the gifts. You know what I'm talking about? The gifts of the Spirit? I'm a huge proponent of that. I'll be the first to say I'm all about it. But not when it's crazy and add it like too much. And it's not when it's someone can come in this room and be like, those people are, are like, there's something, it's just, it's off and it's, there's a difference. Now watch, there's a difference between man-made and God-made. Does that make sense? You will know when the spirit of God is in the room. I promise. You don't even have to believe in God. You'll know something's there. I promise. I was understanding and diving deep within my theology to which the church I grew up in, the, the church that taught me when I was a little boy, and I go to this place in Springfield, Missouri, where they get crazy, I'll be honest. It's like a whole nother level out there. You, you talk about dancing, they, they really, they dance, Jesus, the Holy Spirit's the only one dancing in the crowd, right? And I'll never forget, I promise I'll never forget, we had a service, it was like this, and I left and I said, there's something about that, there's something in the room. Why, why didn't I feel that in moments of my life? And, and get this, it's not about the emotion, please, don't mishear me. It's not about the emotion, but I felt the breath, the fresh breath of God. I don't know what it was, I do now, but I, it was like it was contagious, I wanted more of it. And, and, and get this, there's moments where I'm here, I don't feel that, it's not about your feelings, I just know he's here. And get this, he's inside, he's within. So we're gonna keep going, sorry. So get this, wind, right, we're talking about wind. It says this in John 6, Verse 63, it'll be up on the screen. It says this, the words I have spoken, this is Jesus, the words I have spoken to you are spirit, there it is, and they are life. Do you guys get that? Spirit and life, these are the words that I speak to you. There's the dance. There's the Holy Spirit again. Now watch this. There's, there's, there's uh, four things I want to talk to you about the, the spirit that will be a pilot to the next con uh, collection of conversations we're going to have. And here's the first one, if you're taking notes. Wind is unseen. Prove it to me where you could see wind. It's only what it affects, right? I can't, we're just out doing huddle and it felt so good. But like, isn't it crazy that if we're not cognitively thinking, it's like breathing. If we're not, oh, the wind. Oh yeah, there it is. But it's like, especially if you're by the beach, it's always there. Wind is unseen. It says this in John. And I will ask, here it is. Here's the Godhead. Here's the Trinity. For those that really want to know the scriptures and, and the theology, here's the Trinity. I will ask the Father, there he is. Jesus is saying this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you. Wait, wait did, did, you, did you read that? I, I, we, gotta, we gotta read again for the hearing impaired. He will give you another advocate. Another advocate. And it says to help you. To help you and be with you forever. He's never going to leave you, friend. I'm sorry you can't argue it with me. 
If you believe in Jesus, the Spirit is with you. Even if you don't believe in Jesus, the Spirit is around you. Get this. I, oh, man, I don't want to go too deep. This, this might be deep, okay? All right, let's breathe. I'm like, I'm too amped up, Will. I, I, We've got to get this. We've got to get this. <laughs> Wind. Breath. Ruach. Right? Here it is. God formed Adam. Right, Will? He formed Adam. What did he do to give Adam life? He breathed into Adam. He didn't... He didn't, like, hit his, hit his back. <clears throat> he didn't kick him. He didn't, right? He didn't lay hands on him and say a prayer. No. <sighs> a breath from God. What do we do when we inhale? We breathe. And I don't know where you're at in your journey but you have breath in your lungs that are from the very breath of God. The evidence is all around. There it is. I'm breathing. The very breath of God. The, bre the fresh breath of God. And so, I may not believe in him, but I'm still blessed because of him. Because I have breath in my lungs. Side note, that's all I need. That's all you need. You can have another day. You can have a setback. You can have a, 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 a mess up. You can make mistakes because you're going to make it. But if you have breath in your lungs, there's more. There's always more. There will always be more. I will say it with veins popping out of my neck every single week. We can sit in coffee. We can talk on the phone. I won't give up on you because I know God won't. If, if you have breath in your lungs... God breathed it in you. All right? Sorry, I'm, I'm getting, we're just getting started. Wind is unseen. So he'll give you another, the spirit of truth. There it is. The world cannot accept, and this is interesting, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Wind. You can't see God moving, the Holy Spirit moving. You can neither see him or you don't know him, especially if you don't believe in him. The world, it doesn't make sense. But you know him, friend. For he lives with you and will be with you. Here's the second point if you're taking notes. Win is unpredictable. Sorry. For those that, that might have come from a place, I'm just talking about those that grew up in the church. I truly believe the reason that Jesus doesn't do it, the Holy Spirit doesn't do it the same way he did his last week is because we're going to be so focused on what happened, the event, than the actual person. I'll prove it to you. I have been in those circles where it's like, whoa, what's going on here? I like walk out like, that's strange, like really strange. I've, I've been in those places and atmospheres, and I've, I've noticed that you're so, we're so focused on that particular gift that we're missing what God is doing. He's unpredictable. The spirit is unpredictable. Just as the wind moves to and fro, we cannot predict where the wind's going to go. So I got to be ready in season and out of season for wherever God is leading and guiding me, I need to know where God is leading me. How do I know where God's leading me? I need to know the scriptures. I need to know what he says. I need to know his plan and his purpose for my life. I need to know I gotta get rid of some things to step into more. And here's the thing about wind. It's interesting. Jesus answered, John 3, 8 says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. 
And this is Jesus speaking. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Isn't that crazy? That is literally saying, here's, here's what Jesus is trying to say. If you follow Jesus, if you accept that there is something within you, there's a power within you, it's not going to be the same every day. The leading, the guidance, the movement is not the same every single week. If it was the same every single week, we would be coming looking for a spectacle. That's not what it's about. But the Spirit is in me, moving in me. So I have to understand that God is gonna, he's gonna move me. He's gonna, he's gonna call me. He's gonna provoke me. That's why there's been moments in mine and Kelly's life where I'm like, Kelly, I don't know how to explain it, but I just feel like we gotta go back to Chino. Chino? I don't know why, Kelly, I can't explain it. I don't get it, I don't know, but I, there's this wind. There's this wind, there's this, this breeze, and I, I'm sensing something. I'm not trying to be over-emotional. Let's pray about it, let's seek God, let's fast, but there's something that God is doing. And if you're aligned with God, you don't have to be perfect, but you have to know that he speaks through the Holy Spirit. So I know that about God. I understand that about God, and I, need, I want us to get that, to, 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 to hold on to it, to cherish it. It's a gift that no man could ever take away from you. And Kelly and I, we drove up to Oregon. I was like, I don't know, Kelly. Here's the thing about God. He's not going to give you all the details, right? He's not going to give us all the details. And so I'm like, I don't know, Kelly. I feel like we're supposed to start a church. This is before I felt Chino. I don't know. I know we're young, Kel. Everyone's going to think we're young. I know it's just crazy. Like, I don't know the, the leadership, and I don't know we have all the, the theology, but I don't know, Kelly. We just got to do it. I can't, I can't get away from it. There's this guidance. It's, it's, it's calling me. It's provoking me. It's wooing me. The spirit that is in me, I can't get away. And so we drove up to Oregon because I looked like all over the world. I'm like, where, where? In the United States? I'm like, Kelly, are you willing to drive all the way? Like, can we go to Florida or Virginia? Wherever. Okay. So I was like, let's just go check out Oregon. Let's, let's just go to Oregon. So we drive up to Bend, Oregon. I don't know if you've ever heard of Bend, Oregon. It's pretty cool, though. <laughs> and I remember I went, and here's the thing, God will speak to you. Did you know that God speaks? Did you know that he talks? And, and sometimes it's, it's if, if we can't see it, if we don't know that it's, it's moving, we'll miss it, like the wind. And so we went, and I was prayed up, and I was fasted up, call whatever you think is weird. I was doing those things because I needed to hear what God, the Spirit, had to say. That's what fasting does, by the way. Fasting is getting rid of your fleshly desires, food. Food. We use social media, that's great. We use other things, but if you want to truly fast, fast food, it's really hard. You get rid of your flesh so that the Spirit becomes strong. And then it's like, I'm not kidding. It's like his, his voice is right here. So we were walking the streets. I was like, Kelly, I got to just go walk. I know. I'm going to go walk. And I was just walking. I was praying. I was like, God, is this, is this the place that you want us to go? And I wasn't getting an answer. Nothing, nothing supernatural happened. I just, I just, it didn't, I, don't, I didn't get anything. And then we're driving home. And I, I cannot stop thinking about Chino. Call it over-emotionalism. Call it whatever you want. I couldn't stop thinking about Chino. I started seeing faces in my life that I grew up with at Chino High School, at Magnolia High School. I started to see faces. When I was broken in high school, they were broken. I saw faces, and God began to remind me that even when we were doing Bible studies at my mom's house, I just, 
I knew it. And here's the thing. When God speaks, then step into it. And if you're wrong, you'll know you're wrong. <laughs> so I was like, all right, Kelly, we're going to move. We're going to move Chino. We're going to do that. This is like so beside the point. I just want you to know that God speaks. He moves. And it's, it's unpredictable. But you have to be willing to hear what he has to say through the Spirit. And here's the call to more for those that can take it, okay? <laughs> when we remove the very wind that we need to continue on our journey, we relinquish the power to continue to be guided. I'll say it again. When we remove the very wind, the wind, the ruah, the spirit, the movement of God, the grace of God, the power of God, when we remove and we don't want anything to do it, if God is saying, I want you to go here because that's where the wind is going, go there. I'll prove it to you in the Old Testament. That's what the story of the Israelites were. God was saying, go here. I need you to do this. Follow what I've called you to do, and I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. So the Israelites would walk, and they're like, I don't want anything to do with that. I want to go worship the other gods. I want to go to do the other things. Because there's pleasure in that, and there's gold in that, and there's silver in that, and there's fame in that. So I don't want anything to do with the wind that I know God is calling me to do, so I'm just going to go the other way. When we go the other way, you relinquish the power of God to guide you. Now, please hear me. I'm not saying that God leaves you. I'm saying it's hard to know where you're going. The sail, where do we put the sail up? Where, where, I don't know. Where's our direction? When you, when you move, remove God out of your life, you don't want anything to do with him. The guidance is it's kind of hard to navigate and know where to go next. Last time, when we remove the very wind that we need to continue our journey, we relinquish the power, power, to continue to be guided. Here's a quote by an author. It says this. It appears that if we are unwilling to move with the wind of God, watch this, we will be moved by the whirlwind of God. Can I say that again, please? Please. If it appears that we are unwilling to move with the wind of God, we will be moved by the whirlwind of God. And here's the next point. Wind is powerful. It's so powerful. The Holy Spirit, he's powerful. The power of God is in you, friend. Here's the scripture. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll receive the power. It's pretty simple. I want the power, Holy Spirit. I want the power. Here, here's the other part. Wind is refreshing. Uh, worship team, you guys can come on up. Here's, here's the next point, last point. Wind is refreshing. I need you guys, we need to get this. First Corinthians says this, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. So get this, no eye has seen, you, you have not even seen it yet. Your ear has not even fathomed the things that God wants to tell you, the rejoice, the, 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 the result, that, that test that you, you went to the doctors, they gave you bad news. You, you, you don't even know the, the word that, that could be spoken over your life that would release freedom over your life in, in, in drug addiction, in abuse, in, in sickness and in health. I truly believe it says that no eye has seen. You know what I'm praying because I know friends that have seen this. I kid you not, you think I'm crazy. I have no friends that have prayed for people that could not hear in Africa. And they're like, the person's freaking out. 
they're freaking out. They're freaking out because they've heard for the first time. I've heard those stories. I have friends that are testament. I, you know, I'm praying, God, I want to see that here in Chino. Not for over-emotionalism, but just because I want people to know the power of God. Wind is refreshing. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love him? Then God's preparing a better future for you. And it says, but God has revealed it to us through who? His spirit. <laughs> so we're dancing again, right? We're dancing. <laughs> and things will happen in our life. And if, if we don't want anything to do with the spirit, how, how will we find the revelation in whatever that's, that's happening? Does that make sense? God, through the Spirit, wants to reveal himself to you. So it's, it's pretty simple. It's refreshing, in fact. So take a, take a deep breath, right? Take a deep breath. We're going to go on a journey. And I'm just like the tour guide on the ship, and the wind is going to go wherever the wind wants to go. And I... As a pastor, as someone who gets up here, I believe this with every fiber of my being. I had a, a, a teacher tell me this who taught for 30 years. He said, when you stand and you proclaim the gospel, you are stepping into the kingdom of heaven at that moment. Let me, let me explain what that means. Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Theologians will argue and say that the kingdom is here, but it's not fully here. If it was fully here, there would be no more sickness. There would be no more pain. We would be able to understand what to do, when to do. We would not hear the news that we hear on CNN, Fox News, NBC, all the brokenness in the world. If the kingdom of God was fully at hand, the darkness would not prevail. But it's, it's the kingdom of God is here, and it's, it's not fully here yet. So where is the kingdom of God then? <laughs> it's in you. The kingdom of God is in you. The power of God is in you. The spirit of God is within you. So I say this because like I, I have to be honest. I really feel like God wants us to go on this journey. The wind is going to take us wherever, wherever it go. But it's going to be biblical. Right, Will? It's going to be biblical. Will's my guy. Like, I'm like, Will, was that? He needs to be like, it's got to be biblical. We got to be true to what the Spirit says because we can come up here. I had a friend come up the other day, right, Justin? And it's like some weird stuff about like, it's just crazy like cults and there's stuff out there. If it's not true to the Scripture, don't believe it. Please. Here it is. Take a deep breath. Don't grieve God, it says in Ephesians. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. It can be the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Breath. Don't take it for granted. So three things I want to encourage you in. One, let go of fears and misperception of the Holy Spirit. It's not a ghost. He's not a ghost, I promise. He's not here to scare you or to terrify you. In fact, in moments of fear, he's here to comfort you. Let you know that the light will always shine brightest when darkness seems to invade. Proverbs says this, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything 
on your own. Two, go all in. Can we go all in? Can we be open to it? That God wants to move, that he wants to speak, that God wants us to find the wind, to catch the wind. Jeremiah 29 says this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Develop an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians says this, the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Let's dance. Let's, let's dance. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to be a part of the circle. And here's my last point. God the Father loves me. Can we put that up? God the Father loves me. Do we have it? Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. God the Father loves me, if you're taking notes. God the Father loves me, that's God. What does God do? What is the Trinity? What's the triune God, the Godhead? God the Father loves you. God the Son saves me. Jesus, what he did on the cross, we talked about it. You are saved from brokenness. And and then God the Spirit is with me. For those taking notes, God the Father loves me, God the Son saves me, and God the Holy Spirit is with me. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray over every person in this room, Father, that does not know of this power. I pray that it would be unprecedented, unpredictable, but true to your word, Father, that you would move in such a way that darkness can no longer prevail in the minds of every person here tonight, God. That you would move in such a way that addiction has to stop. That you would move in such a way that broken and chains and bondage of generations would have to break because of the power that you gave us, Jesus. The Spirit is our helper, it's our guide. So I pray, Spirit, that is within me, You're released to speak and to guide and to move and to do as you please. I do not want to hold you back. We do not want to put you in a box. We do not want to talk about you as though you're a part of the conversation, as though you were a part of the event, but yet we're not even including you. You are a part of our journey, Holy Spirit. And for every person in this room that does not know about this Jesus, it seems as though darkness is winning and winning and the thoughts and the anxiety and the depression and those those words that are spoken over you, those words that you speak over yourselves at times. If you're in this room and you want freedom from that, can I just encourage you just to raise your hand if you just want some freedom in this room. Unashamed, you just want some freedom. Just want some freedom. God, I pray over every person in this room that's raising their hand, Father, right now in the name of Jesus and the power of Jesus, that power that is within us, that the Holy Spirit would do His work in every person's life, every person's mind, every person's body, every, every person's theology, every person's understanding, that you would begin to do what only you can do, and that I pray that it would be a, a, a breath of fresh air in our lives. So speak to us, God. Guide us, God. Move in us, God. And Holy Spirit, have your way. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to worship. Amen. Let's stand together.